Support for WXAV 88.3 is being provided by Northwest Community Credit Union. For over 80 years, the credit union has been providing its members with a comprehensive roster of financial products and services to help them achieve their financial goals. Whether it's savings, checking, or loans, Northwest makes its services available with online and mobile banking for your safety and convenience. Coming soon, a new on-campus location. For more information, visit their website at nwccu.com or call them at 1-800-TO-BELONG. Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago. With a second location at 2015 Ridge Road in Homewood, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, children's books, and bestsellers. For more information and upcoming events, please visit bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. So uh, you guys uh, have a new recording of Leveler coming out. Uh, How do you go about creating songs that you made 10 years ago? Did you have anything in mind when going into it? Well, due to the pandemic, we had a lot of extra time on our hands and we knew Leveler was turning 10 and we said, you know, let's dissect this record again and give it a a good hard look in the studio and, and kind of put a new spin on it. So we, you know, took, took a couple months and dove in and just fixed up a bunch of stuff that we would have changed uh, now that, you know, it's 10 years later and we, you know, we just operate a little bit differently now. So this is a cool opportunity for us to be able to uh, not reinvent these songs, but, but uh, tweak them in a way that made them for feel more modern and relevant to us as a band. And also to just give our fans a, a new take on the record. We were never super fond of the production and we feel like we got a really awesome recording this time around and made a lot of cool improvements and just modern updates Mm -hmm. to a record that's 10 years old. Absolutely. Absolutely. How would you say that in the 10 years between the original release of Leveler and now, how would you say you yourself have progressed as a musician or even how you guys as a band have progressed? Well, we have grown a lot, I think, as individuals um, and just have a better understanding of, of each other's personalities and what we each require, especially on the road. And, you know, Leveler, when it came out, we toured really hard. I think we toured over 40 countries on that record in a pretty short amount of time. And that was the ambition of the band at the time. And it was it was difficult on each of us for different reasons, just with relationships at home and relationships with each other. But it taught us a lot about how we each tick. And I think 10 years later, we're all in a much better place just in understanding each other and um, what we what we each need from one another. So, you know, I, I think if we had to go and do that same touring cycle now, it would go a lot more smoothly with a lot less internal conflict. Um, but I'm also proud of where we've come. And, you know, you have to work through those um relationship Mm -hmm. bumps in the road, I guess, and all the, on the conflict that comes along with being in a band and being in such close quarters with other people for, for such long amounts of time. So Mm -hmm. it it ultimately made us stronger, although it was a challenge at the time, just, Mm -hmm. just going through all of that stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I also read somewhere that just self-reflection that came from like being in quarantine also affected this record. Is that true? Well, maybe not the record itself, but just how we operate. And I'll speak for myself in that, you know, being stuck at home after many years of spending half the year touring, um, forced me to kind of work through some things that I had been ignoring just mm-hmm. because I've been able to, because, you know, yeah. if there was conflict, I could just go on tour and avoid it. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, yeah, I, I think I've definitely grown as an individual and, and I'm going to continue to grow um, through what I've learned over the past 12 to 18 months of being you know, stuck at home. But th- with that being said, I'm still looking forward to getting back out on the road and mm-hmm. uh, doing what we love to do. We, we all miss playing very much and I can't wait to get, get on the road and tour again. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think you guys have a live stream coming up. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on May 22nd. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. We're really excited about that. Um, it, it's a bummer that we can't tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd much rather play for, for a live audience but um you know we're we're releasing the leveler 10th anniversary edition record on may 21st and we wanted to do something cool to support it Mm -hmm. so we're doing a live stream the following day and the plan is to really blow this one out um as far as the production and the show goes like we're, we're trying to go bigger than we've ever gone before and i think that what we're doing is is going to really be a lot of fun to watch for fans. And it's something that would be really challenging for us to take on the road. So the fact that we're able to focus all of our energy into one show in one place in time allows us to go a little bit bigger than we would have been able to go on a typical tour. So the show's going to be awesome if, if <laughs> people are interested in tuning in. Absolutely, absolutely. In an interview from like a while ago, probably like two years ago, uh, I think it was, you talked about how you don't listen to as much heavy music as you used to, and it sometimes finds a way into your guys' sound. Would you consider that an influence on the recreation of Leveler, um, or at least have some kind of effect on it? I think I think the biggest, I, I wouldn't say my, my lack of listening to heavy music regularly affected the level of re-record. However, just what I've learned in the past 10 years of how I go about writing and, and fleshing out songs has changed such that I'm way more into textures and layers in our music. Whereas when we recorded leveler for the first time, it was more of just a, you know, two guitars, bass, vocals, drums. And now there's so much more in our repertoire as far as what we can apply to our music. So, we updated a lot of the songs with all kinds of new textures and, you know, background sounds and stuff going on that, that are subtle to the listener, but I think it takes the music um, to a new level. And I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What, I guess, like chill artists do you listen to? What kind of like heavy bands? Oh no, no. More like the, the chill side. Oh, um, on the chill side, I'm a big fan of like Death Cab for Cutie and a lot of the big like indie staples. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the band The Lumineers. Oh um, yeah, they have three records and I think they're all fantastic. There's a band called Typhoon mm-hmm. that I love. Uh, a band called Holy Holy from Australia that is kind of an indie pop thing that I think is really cool. Uh, more recently, I've been into a band called Michigander. 
um, which is just one dude who is writing kind of, I, I would liken it to Coldplay in their heyday before they went super poppy. Yeah. So I don't know, like, like indie pop rock kind of stuff. Um, just more, more chill. Not to say that I don't like heavy music. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I like a lot of heavy stuff still and still listen to, to heavy music, but, oh, and that band drug church, um, mm -hmm. they're a, like a hardcore punk band yeah from new york i love that band oh love yeah. everything they're doing yeah absolutely it's always cool that like artists can pull from totally different and i guess like left field quote-unquote artists for them and pull it into a sound even if it doesn't you know one would not yeah. associate it so melodies can work across all genres you know if you're influenced mm -hmm. by a melody you can apply it to metal even if it came from Mm -hmm. <laughs> from a folk song you know yeah absolutely absolutely are there any new guitarists or musicians in the scene that you particularly admire today new in the scene hmm i mean there's a lot of guitarists that i admire um but that aren't really i guess all people's radars i you know you can just scroll instagram and see guys who just mm -hmm. shred endlessly um shred circles around me <laughs> um so it's kind of uh th there's a ton of amazing players out there and i think at this point in my life i while i think shredding is awesome and i really enjoy watching it i also uh, i think i'm more like focused on the songwriting side of things mm -hmm. and making really what i consider to be cool songs so i feel like more of my time nowadays is spent on working on becoming a better songwriter than mm -hmm. becoming a better player itself. I know that I kind of deviated from your original question, but no, it's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's a way to have every note of yours mean something, you know, it's like, you don't need sure. to have tons of shreddy skills if the song doesn't really call for it, you know? Right. I totally agree. It can just get a little over the top and ridiculous if you're trying to go a hundred miles an hour all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's just how music is. <laughs> For sure. Do you have any non-musical influences? I uh, I interviewed Jake last year, and he mentioned, correct me if I'm wrong again, I think he said that you were one who was like kind of into comic books, and it influenced, not quite, but it influenced um, the creation of the music video for Guardians when it was released like a year ago. Um, that's not me, but there are other guitar play comic book by comic book guy and he wanted to do like a comic book kind of themed video for a song defender off of guardians which was the lead single yeah. off of our most recent record um yeah i i don't know what i would cite as non-musical influences that are affecting the way i'm like my sound or style but you know we uh, i like baseball a lot and we've definitely done like a lot of baseball and sports kind of themed merchandise and stuff like that i feel like outside influences would have more of effect on other aspects of the band than our music directly mm -hmm. more so like visual kind of stuff yeah absolutely absolutely did your label recommend doing a recreation of the album or was it more like your guys's idea and if so did they at least have like a hand in any of the creative aspects of it we actually are in between labels right now and we fully uh are self-releasing level or 10th anniversary edition it's our 
first like fully self-released studio record nice so kind of a brand new ground for us as a band yeah very interesting very interesting yeah it, it's always a weird time when bands are in between contracts but still it's like yeah it's cool to like go back and you know do something very on your yeah, own yeah <laughs> it's been a great learning experience for us because you know we've been a band for 18 years and we've been under contract since 2005 so this has been a long time coming for us to have the freedom to do whatever we want with the music that we're creating. And we wanted to take this, take advantage of this time during the pandemic when we're, we're really stuck at home um, and use this time to do something different for us as a band on the recording side, since we're able to and have that Liberty right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just being a musician and having been around for a while, what are some of the craziest, weirdest, coolest, or funniest band names that you have come across? Um, there's a band in Europe called We Better We Butter the Bread with Butter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. It's that. a weird band name. Um, there's another band from Europe that we see stickers of all the time called Itchy Poop Skid. <laughs> That's is... a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah those are the two that come to mind uh right off the top of my head mm -hmm. yeah uh that that question always gets like a little bit of a head scratch sometimes it's like oh i don't know if uh if i can think of any off the top of my head but yeah those are those are good ones those are good ones i'm glad i had answers <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I only have one question left for you. And uh, since we're WXAV, a college radio station, what does college yeah. radio mean to you? How has it affected your life, the way you see music, anything? College radio has always been cool, especially for a band like August Burns Rep, because we're the kind of band who's not getting played on more traditional radio stations. Mm -hmm. And college radio has always been... Uh, a place that's embraced us and played us over the airwaves, um, which is cool because generally it's really difficult for a band as uh, unappealing to the masses as us to, <laughs> to get regular radio play. So we're grateful for all the college radio stations out there who cover our band and actually give us airtime because it's not coming um, from other places. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling in and doing this interview with me. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the chat. For sure. All right. Have a good one, man. All right. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Later. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, WXAV.com, for more information on your escape from Ordinary Radio.